finishing, uh, well, not finishing, but we're continuing our study in, in the book of Matthew of the, some of the things related to the Sermon on the Mount. And I want us to, to just examine some verses beginning in verse 33 of chapter 5. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it's God's throne, or by the earth, for it's God's footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to do is simply say yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. In the time of Jesus, people were always making oaths. They were always uh, declaring certain things, making some kind of a deal with God. And, and or they were using something between each other like I swear upon upon this temple that I will or I won't do something and Jesus said I, I want you to stop that I want you to quit doing that kind of thing and you know a lot of people try to make deals with God today God if you'll heal me I'll do this God if you'll save my boy from uh, who's in the army from getting killed I'll do this and we try to make deals with God but uh, we, we can't really make deals with God what we can make is a commitment to trust God and depend on him and let him work in our lives. And he said that's why we shouldn't be taking, making oaths or saying certain things. He said all you need to do is just be yes and no. And in our relationship to God, he wants it to be a simple yes and no. He wants us just to trust him and, and depend on him and not, not get into all this. Now he, he goes on in verse 38. You've heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants you to sue, to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Now this has uh, really been a, a problem some problem verses for a lot of people because it sounds like from what Jesus is saying that he wants us to be a bunch of wimps that everybody can just run over and trample underfoot. And I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. I think what he's saying is he wants us to have a compassionate attitude toward people. And he's, Jesus often uh, used the extreme examples to get truths across. He's, and, and I think, first of all, he says, you, you know the Old Testament talks about an eye for an eye, a tooth, tooth for a tooth. But he, Jesus says, that's not the way I want you to live. So he's trying to help them see, I don't want you to hate somebody because they hate you. I don't want you to hurt somebody because they hurt you. I don't want you to be out to get somebody because they're out to get you. I want you to be bigger and better than that. I want you to be like, like me. I want you to love those like that. He goes on in the next part to talk about loving your enemies. And he said, if an evil person does something to you, turn the other cheek. Now, that doesn't mean that we, a thief comes to our house and wants to rob us, and we just let them, we just start giving them everything we've got, or they want to kill somebody, and we just let them. No, we defend ourselves. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about someone in a relationship hurts us, and 
that we can either decide or I'm going to hurt them back or I'm going to seek to forgive them and let God work in their lives and let him bring them to the place where they will want forgiveness. Now, I think it's important that we recognize that that's what God wants us to do. And he says, I want you to, to take that seriously. And he gives a real interesting example. If, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Now, in that day, there was a, a Roman law that if a, a Roman soldier or some Roman official came to you, you were working in your field, and they had on a backpack that they could say to you, you carry my backpack for a mile, and you had to do it. And, of course, it was hated desperately by the Jews. They despised this law, and they despised to have to do that. But they had no choice, or else they would be thrown in prison when someone came along who was a Roman official or a Roman soldier and asked them to, 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 to carry their thing a mile. In fact, many of them put a stake, and then they marked off an exact mile and put a stake down there so they wouldn't go past uh, what they were required to do. And Jesus said, if someone compelled you, and that means he makes you, go with him a mile, go with him too. Do something beyond the norm that shows you're different, that shows that you have love and joy and peace in your life. A Sunday school teacher had assigned this particular verse to to be memorized one Sunday, and when the class assembled, uh, there were she repeated the verse to refresh their memories. She said, whoever shall compel you to go a mile, go with him too. Then she waited for a moment. Does anyone know the memory verse? Up on a hand. All right, what is it? The little boy answered, whoever shall compel you to go with him one mile, go with him by train. And he had interpreted the verse his own way. But the background of this verse is important, and I've kind of given that to you, and I hope you'll keep that in mind. As we kind of think about this is a principle that Jesus lays down for us who are Christians, and that is do a little more, go a little further, act a little better, uh, show a little more love, do more than others. And some of the places where we ought to go the second mile is, is in our relationship with others. And do a little more than is required. Someone asks you to do something, do a little more than they ask you to do. Your boss ask you to do something, do it willingly and joyfully and, and even more if, if it's possible. Sam Jones said one day he was on a train and a father and a little baby were on the train and the baby was crying his eyes out. And finally someone went over and said, can't you do something about that baby? And the father said, I'm doing everything I know to do. But the baby's mother just died recently and the baby is on the train and we're going back home for the funeral. Well, of course, then everybody suddenly stood up and began to try to take care of the baby and help the man. But you see, they hadn't known his circumstances. And oftentimes, we don't know somebody's circumstances, and we judge. But if we would go the second mile, we would discover maybe what their circumstances are. And we can, we can begin to, to pinpoint some things that we could do to, to make a difference, and that would make it be a blessing. To that person. Now we're going to pick this up next time and talk more about it. I hope you will be with me as we do so. God bless you. Have a great day.